as a charter organization. It's when you're walking through a conference and somebody says, oh my goodness, you work for Gateway Community Charters. That's a grounding point for them, right? But that's because of partnerships and because of being able to partner around leadership. And they have every ability to grow their leadership and there's nobody holding them back from that. And there's so many opportunities for them to jump in and learn and develop. Welcome to Unlock 360, the podcast about education, leadership, and reform. I'm Wendy York Davood, your host, and joining us today are Superintendent Jason Sample of Gateway Community Charters and Associate Superintendent Dr. Christine McCormick of Nevada County Superintendent of Schools. Welcome. Thank you both for being here. For our listeners, make sure to stick around after the episode to receive your free coaching session backed by a leadership competency assessment. Check out the link in the description below where you can receive the four key steps you must take now to stop your educators from leaving. Jason and Chris, tell us a bit about your work. Jason, why don't you start? Why don't I start? All right. So uh, my work, uh, I am the, I guess, really the newly minted or the the new superintendent for Gateway Community Charter Schools. We are an organization uh, in Northern California serving both Sacramento and Yellow County uh, with about 6,000 students spanned across nine different charter schools, 21 locations, uh, over 700 employees. And so I've been with the organization uh, now for a number of years and uh, previously served as the deputy superintendent uh, and really was honored to work uh, right alongside with Dr. McCormick uh, in what I think was taking our organization to the next level and moving us forward. So that's kind of, that's me, Chris. Wendy, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here and join Jason. Um, I was really honored to spend some time at Gateway Community Charters. As I came to the organization as the director of special education and was able to build the special education department there and then transitioned into the assistant superintendent position and worked alongside Jason. But I am currently the associate superintendent of educational services for a a county office of education. We're known as the Nevada County Superintendent of Schools Office and have an opportunity to work not only with districts, but also uh, with several charter schools. So it's a nice um, balance for me because I've been able to sort of be on both sides, working in partnership with Jason and the GCC team as um, a charter organization. And then now from the oversight and authorization point, working with uh, our large districts. And um, we also happen to authorize several charter schools as a county office. Awesome. And I'm wondering, Chris, um, let's start with you. What what do you think is the difference um, in Gateway Community Charters compared to other schools, uh, other charter schools, I should say? You know, going back to my opportunity and experience, I was a teacher in a charter school and then also in a previous role served as uh, sort of the developer and authorizer. And then being able to step into um, the sort of boots on the ground position within a charter organization, I think the biggest difference in comparing all of that experience is how Gateway really ensures that each of their separate Uh, charter schools, so each of their LEAs, are their own unique uh, blend for what their community needs. And it really fits into what the vision has been recently in California. Gateway was way ahead of that 
and really designing schools and programs that were specific to what was needed for families and students in that community. And it's interesting now to sort of see where California is trying to go with some of their community school movement. I'm like, you should go see a model because someone's already figured that out. Jason? Yeah, you know, I'll kind of take off a little bit of uh, what Chris uh, ended with, and that is, you know, for a, since the beginning of our history, since we started as an organization, we always believed that one size didn't fit all. In other words, we believed in multiple options, multiple uh, things were needed to help our community, help our students, uh, drive a system of excellence. And so, uh, very early on, we adopted that our mission and our vision was to serve the most vulnerable, the underserved, the disenfranchised. In other words, it was those students who weren't being successful uh, either in the traditional system or even within other charter school systems. And how could we uh, really provide uh, an education to them that would open or be a gateway to their future? And so uh, very early on, that was uh, kind of embedded in our, our drive and our passion and our heart. And as we fast forward to today, you know, it's been a very interesting journey. It has not been a, what I would call a straight line. We've had, you know, ups and downs, peaks and valleys, but one thing has remained true for the organization, and that is the desire to offer multiple options because one answer is not the answer. And we have really, I, I think we've really tried to drive that as an organization. You you just said something I had not I didn't. I don't think I knew, and that you know that, and maybe may, I'm wondering. Was it a play off of, you know, what your take is on um, the title of the organization, or is that truly like the gateway to the future for the students? I, I I've never heard that before. Yeah. So if you ever look at our logo, it it does say, you know, we're a gateway to the future, and uh, that again has just been embedded. Uh, we uh, started the organization in 2003, and uh, from day one, that was always kind of what we had in mind, is we wanted to be a gateway to the future for our students. I love that. And so happy 20th anniversary. Happy 20th birthday. Ah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, oh, that's that's awesome. Um, I'm, I'm curious what you two think about the culture in the organization and how you think it's shifted over time in our partnership together. You know, we've we've been in, at this work together for six or seven years now, and um, just just curious, what what have you seen in terms of a shift in culture over time? Well, I'll jump in, and then Chris, you want to take off on parts of this because I I'll, I'll give the bookends on on this. You know, really from the beginning, uh, in terms of. Uh, our work as an organization. I remember very early on, we started uh, this work with uh, the Association of California School Administrators. I think it was called the Systems Collaborative. And as an organization, we've always struggled with what brings us all together because we are very uniquely different. We have all of the schools, all the different programs, different uh, pedagogies. And so we've always wondered what was that one thing that we all could come around together and say, all GCC schools do this? And that really started our work. That started the conversation for, I think, what began to lead us to work uh, with you, Wendy, 
to look at what is that one through line that the organization needed. The reason why that was important for us from a cultural standpoint is, again, as an organization that lived in what we call connected autonomy, uh, we had so many different things. How do we pull it all together into one space? And so uh, that's the beginning. Chris, I'm going to let you give the middle, then I'll give where we're going. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. So I uh, I always think I was the latecomer to uh, to the Gateway organization. and um, But I came in at such a great time um, to sort of watch the transition. Um not everyone would agree it was a great time in the charter school world. I'm sure Jason and I can talk about this, but uh, sort of the transition in how charter schools were perceived uh, statewide, how they fit the needs of families, but at the same time, some of the accountability pieces that were coming as directives from the state of California that had always impacted districts, but really had not had sort of the deep teeth into what is now sort of been the transition. And I think that's where, Wendy, when you and I were able to partner with each other and be able to have those really sort of broader conversations with your experience around curriculum instruction, accountability, and what it means to lead that work, and then be able to, as Jason said, bring that as a centering point within the organization. So we all spoke the same language. Because as as an organization that had really focused on as gate as Jason had shared so well being that gateway and then all of a sudden having these new pressures we needed that creative piece that I think you brought to us and allowed us all to really co-collaborate on really how did that maintain connected autonomy still meet those compliance accountability pieces provide a great instructional opportunity for students and fit into that culture Okay, we, and I think that's sort of the middle part, unless Jason, you think I, there's more to add to that, but I think going where you're going now from that transition. Yeah, so I think where we're going, because we are now beginning to develop that common language, we now have uh, where regardless of which one of our uh, schools you're at, uh, teachers across are able to have conversations with each other. Instructional coaches are able to have conversations and we're all using the same language. We're all using the same words. That's now helping us to build on kind of what we call our next culture shift. As an organization that has had the same leader for 20 years, it's a big shift to move to a new person. And so as we move, we're now all coalesced around a very common language of looking at, you know, what does a GCC graduate give to the world? But that work could not have been possible had we not been doing this work over the last few years with you, Wendy, to build that common language, that common foundation, uh, and then layering that with uh, really integrating the leadership piece and uh, the work with Lyle Kurtman and future management. Uh, so it's been this combination that actually has given us the platform to begin to launch the organization to what I believe is our next 20 years of looking at what our students provide to the world. What are we doing to get our students ready beyond our doors? You know, as, as we have been uh, talking with you today, here today and others um, that we work with, it's been really powerful and touching to hear people speak to the work and 
and know that something that, you know, it, that, that we're having some impact that's positive on, you know, organizational change for school districts and charters. And I think, you know, I, I'm also going to say that I'm re I was reminded of a point I wanted to make and forgot to make earlier when we were talking about what's different between uh, Gateway Community Charter Schools as an organization and other charter schools. And I think for me, there's a, a difference in the investment that Gateway Community Charters makes in their people, which shows up as one of the keys to um, keeping your educators around. And you, you've done a fine job of that over the years. You haven't had uh, waves of uh, mass exodus of, of folks leaving. You have um, quite a few people that stick around, and I think that's because you really invest in the development of your people, and you allow teachers, in partnership with administrators, to lead the work that needs to happen. Yeah, you know, Wendy, it's interesting that you bring that up. One of the things we just finished a two-day retreat with our uh, administrators and our admin team, and so one of the things that you know we did as part of our exercise is we went around the room and said, okay. Who here has been part of GCC in some form, rather from a teacher? And to see the number of people that stood up that basically have, you know, again, it's that investment in them that has brought them from uh, the classroom all the way to administration. Uh, it was just, I mean, from our cabinet team to uh, our site directors to our principals, these were all uh, people I think sometimes. Um, our former superintendent, Dr. Peterson, would call them her babies. These yes. were babies that grew up through the organization. But part of that growing up through the organization has been that constant investment in them, that investment in their leadership, that investment in teaching them what else, what more. And uh, Chris can also speak to some of the work that uh, she did on the instructional side to really invest in our staff. So, Chris. Well, and that's, um, thank you, Jason. I was going to sort of build on what you were saying, Wendy, because that is something I completely agree with. That is uh, what makes Gateway really stand out, right? As a charter organization, it's what, when you're walking through a conference and somebody says, oh my goodness, you work for Gateway Community Charters. That's a grounding point for them, right? But that's because of partnerships and because of being able to, as Jason said, with your work and being able to partner around leadership and really making employees feel that it is a flat organization and they have every ability to grow their leadership and there's nobody holding them back from that. And there's so many opportunities for them to jump in and learn and develop, but I don't, that's not something that organization could have done alone. Um, I think I've, I know I've talked to Jason about it, and I'm sure I have with you, Wendy. It's really hard when you're inside to um, really do that deep work around growing your leadership, especially around when things are uncomfortable um, and having people come from the outside with that lens and that the work that you as well as Future Management Systems was able to do with my educational services team so that they could get the leadership skills that they needed so that they we could continue to grow and develop all of them. I think that is part of that key, right? Is being able to um, look at the organization holistically, but then also really be able to take 
that sort of uh, microscopic view. So I always call it sometimes you have to leave from the dance floor and sometimes you have to leave from the balcony and being able to know when you can go in between. And that's what um, I think Gateway does really well. Very well said. I like that. I think if my memory serves me correctly, in the when I walk in the doors of the central office, there's an award for being voted one of the best places to work in Sacramento. Am I correct? You know, Winnie, you're correct. Thanks for teeing that up. Yes. So uh, <laughs> we are, um, as of, and matter of fact, everyone here is going to get the fresh news. Uh, we are now a seventh time winner. We were just notified wow. about a week ago that uh, we are uh, a best places to work in Sacramento. Uh, what that really, you know, what's exciting about that is that we are one of the only educational institutions in the area and in the region. And possibly in the United States. Uh, well, you know, I, I was going to be, you know, just in case someone facts check, fact checks me here. I, I, I didn't want to go there. So I'll stick with the facts that I know. But uh, yes, we'll go with United States because you gave me that permission. Uh, but uh, we really are proud of that. And in addition to you know, being a best places to work. We are a, uh, you know, a Capturing Kids Heart National Showcase uh, District or organization. Uh, all of our schools also receive that national recognition. Uh, for us as a district organization, we're one out of about 60 across the nation that have received this uh, designation. So it, it does, it speaks a lot to uh, an organizational culture, one that believes in taking care of its people, one that believes in, uh, I think you said it, investing in our people and also pushing. Uh, you know, we just in our last uh, admin retreat, these last two days, we've been talking about what it means to uh, not settle. What does it mean to push our people, push our staff, push our teachers so that in essence, we level up the work that we're doing for our students and our families. For our listeners, remember to check out the link in the description below to receive the four key steps you must take now to stop your educators from leaving. Investing in your staff is important. How has your staff embraced the growth and the change? You know, I, I will say, uh, uh, I'll, I'll jump in. You know, I think that uh, as with anything on what we call the journey of excellence, you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have uh, some staff that will struggle, some staff that will quickly embrace and are early adopters. And here's what's exciting. We had all of it and we had all of it at once. You know, when you begin to look at 700 employees uh, with about 400 of those being our um, instructional staff, not everyone's going to be on board with what you're doing when you're doing it. But I think for us, the main key was invest in the leaders build their capacity to talk about it, build their ability to have investment and buy-in, and then help with the communication, help them communicate the what, the why. And I think that helped us a lot. And, you know, as we continue to move from the administrators down to that next level of instructional coaches, and then we begin to look at, you know, how we bring together uh, leaders on various campuses to make up those uh, teams, that's really when we begin to get more investment and buy-in because we were going closer to the classroom, closer to that kit. So Chris, you want to share a little bit more about from your lens? Well, I was going to say a couple things that, that 
stick out to me, particularly around what Gateway Community Charters does that's different, right? Uh, when I came on board, I was onboarded. That is the first time in my career as an educator that I was in an organization who took the time to truly onboard me with the culture. I got to meet with everyone in the central office to tell me about their role and their job. And it wasn't me seeking them out as a new person. It was intentional. And it was scheduled and it was a solid time for me, not only to hear their side of their perspective of everything, but also to deeply understand and ask questions. Because now I was in the middle of it in an organization that was moving with a lot of different things going on and, and to be able to speak that language and to understand the why. And then I think the other thing, and Jason, I laughed, I was unpacking my new office and I ran into this folder and it said, accountability partner meetings, Jason Sample. <laughs> and I think that is also something that is truly unique that we had scheduled check-in time with each other. Yeah. And um, we were each other's partner in best practices, partner in, man, I just need to have something to say, but also Jason, I need your help. I'm I'm struggling with this, whether it's an employee issue or just culturally how, whether it's pushback, because Jason's right there. You're never going to have a hundred percent adoption, right? But how do you, how do you pull and push differently with people to help them level up to use your term? I love that. Oh, thank Wendy. you. Now that's not Wendy's term. That's my that's term. Jason's, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm messing with your everyone. That Wendy likes, there you go, but I'll probably steal. How's that sound? <laughs> Sounds good. But, um, that accountability partner process, um, I think it was also really important. Um, as much as sometimes we all sort of went, oh, we had a schedule. But I, I think that is a key to um, how the organization's been able to move forward and grow and develop and take all the change and initiatives and really get everyone to be on board and understand. And then just to add to that, I, I think also it was a lot of, you know, being the broken record. Uh, so uh, our superintendent uh, would go out to every school campus three times a year, one for a fall presentation uh, with staff uh, in the middle of the year was coffee with the superintendent. And then in the uh, spring was the spring presentation. So you had all of these times that you were hearing that this is a priority, that this is something that's important, that this is the non-negotiable for the organization. And having that language from the top, but it was every time Chris and I would meet with principals during their monthly meetings, we're having the conversation. So what are you doing? How are you, you know, moving things forward? Um, those are constant reminders of the importance of the work. Because if you just say, hey, here's an initiative and we'll check in on it at the end of the year, guess what happens with it? It dies, it goes away, nothing. But it was that constant ongoing, you know, kind of discussion. And then the other part that I think made it successful for our staff was the collaborative relationship that we shared with uh, you, Wendy, and your team, so that it was a dual conversation. It was a two-way road. We grew together. We learned together. We pivoted together. Yes, we we <laughs> and when you do that you kind of begin to head off the uh, the naysayer because, well, we're working together. And so we just shifted as we needed to. And I think that was also, for me, very impactful. I know Chris probably would 
uh, share the same and can tell you more. I, and I completely agree. And I think, Wendy, you and I have talked about that. The opportunity that we had for me to share with you, these are the initiatives. This is the direction of the organization. For This is the theme for the year. This is the priorities. These are the goals. And um, that transparent conversation, not only with you and your team and my ad services department, but also you coming into the higher level cabinet meetings. So when a principal said something to you or to one of your team, you had the same language we did. It wasn't like you were going, you guys are doing what? No, no, no. It was all built together seamlessly so that it, it, it becomes a move forward as opposed to, as Jason said, here's what we said at the beginning of the year. Oh, wait, at the end of the year, we probably should talk about that. But never did we check in in between. That just didn't, doesn't happen. I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, we do pride ourselves on adopting the language of the organization or the school district that we're serving because, you know, our, our work isn't about being another new thing or the next initiative. It's, you know, about that um, collaborative culture and that, you know, ability to deepen learning. And um, so I appreciate you sharing that. And both of you may have just spoken to this, but I'm curious. And you can just tell me, I just told you that, Wendy. Um, what is one thing that you would tell someone about LTL 360 that made the difference for you? It's building on, I think, what we talked about and how you and I would intentionally meet at the beginning of the year and really talk about what does this year look like? Because um, to add on to what you're saying, when if you don't come in as one other thing, right? If the team perceives, the organization perceives, Oh, this is the flavor of this year or this month. But when it becomes that embedded piece, it doesn't matter whether Jason Sample or Christine McCormick are still in that organization. It becomes enculturated, right? And that's the key. And that's what I think LTL 360 was able, by your intentionality and your willingness to also say what's important to you as an organization and how is the work I'm doing connecting with that, that makes it, it doesn't matter. The language is the same. Whether that direct site director or that principal is not at that school, it becomes enculturated. And that's how you build sustainability. Because I try to remember that the building is not the brick that I was holding up, right? It's If I'm doing my job as a leader, I, it's not about me saying the words. And that's what I think that partnership brought. Jason, what else are you? I know you have. You, well, you know I do. <laughs> you know I do. I, I, I would definitely say I think one of the unique things is I have never felt that LTL 360 was coming to tell us what to do as much as as an organization, they came alongside of us and they've embedded themselves so that they live our culture. They live, you know, who we are. And so you all of a sudden don't feel like, oh, that's an outside organization, a consultant that'll be gone in a year. You really see it as someone that's part of your family because you have the same belief, you have the same values that we do. And when you get to the end of the day of saying, you know, we're all here to make sure that that kid uh, walks across the stage and is successful in life, and we all want the best for that student, and you have someone that's coming in that's not a vendor, that's not a consultant, but is part of the team. That right there is what I feel that, Wendy, you and your crew, your staff, your consultants, that's what you do for us. 
you're part of our team. You're you're rowing with us. You're not saying you're bad here, you're good here, you're horrible here. You're part of the family. So you're saying, hey, we can work on this. We can grow here. We can move here. And I, I think that for anyone who would be looking to say, man, should I should I work with these people? I'm I'm gonna tell you, it's not a matter of should you work with these people, it's do you want them on your team? Because they're not coming to work with you. They're coming to be a part of your team, your culture, the work that you do. And that starts at the head. And so I think that has always been my experience. I know it's been Chris's experience, and that's the experience of our organization. And I think that's what's going to get us student outcomes. Oh, I completely agree. And uh, I just I want to add to that because I have a, a really very specific example of Wendy, Jason mentioned that Gateway Community Charters is a capturing kids' hearts nationally recognized organization. You did not hesitate in ensuring that every time we met as a team, you followed that same model. Because that is what happens at the GCC in every meeting by every employee because of the commitment to capturing kids' hearts. And you blended right into that. You provide good things at the beginning. You ensure we have affirmations at the end and your agenda has followed that leadership blueprint Excel model. And you don't find that with just anyone who comes into your organization to provide support. And Jason hit the nail right on the head. That means your family. That means you're my partner. We're doing this work together because you are as committed to keeping the mission and culture of the organization as we are on the inside. And um, I think you need to be applauded and recognized for that. If I can give you and your team an affirmation, because that is just not something that happens with consultants and vendors that come in. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> touching. It's just so touching to hear you talk about that. We are actually having an impact in that that you see value in in our work and what we do in partnership with you as a member of your family as a member of your team you guys can cut this out if you want but i'm over here squeezing my butt cheeks because i was told that it helps you not cry and i feel like chris <laughs> keep this part in folks right here i i, I think I didn't know that. I've just learned something. Did I you thought you were the one that? who taught me that. It came from someone on your team. And and I have used it a few times, but I'm not always successful. It doesn't always work, by the way. I squeeze my cheeks up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that fits with the professionalism of the show, but if so, we can leave it. I'm okay with that. But someone once told me, maybe I read it or heard it somewhere else, but that if you feel like you're going to cry, just tighten those muscles in your buttocks and hold them and it will help you hold back the tears. So I'm sure it's going to go on the blooper reel yeah. if nothing else. Oh, so, Cause I know y'all probably part of it. The moment they start talking about squeezing the butt cheeks. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, we're going to wrap up. I did also want to just say a point out, um, Jason, your family is huge, and I feel it feels like an honor for you to call me part of your family. Jason was born into a large family, and he also um, has a, a large family of his own. How many? How many siblings, Jason? Oh my lord! So uh, I have a very unique family story. Uh, altogether, there's nine of us uh, in my family. Uh, I am 
in one way. I have many siblings, but an only child. Uh, so uh, my parents uh, both had children, and then um, my father's uh, previous wife passed away, and he met my mom, and uh, he had four kids, and she had four kids, and then uh, they were blessed to have one beautiful, wonderful uh, child. That would be me, the best, you know, of the family. But <laughs> fast forward to the side of, you know, my family. Um, my wife and I have four beautiful children. Uh, we have our oldest son, who's 12, and then we have eight-year-old triplets. So um, that's why you don't see much hair on my head. Uh, but family is important to me. And so when I use the term family, I really mean it, uh, that, uh, you know, your family. I tell my kids, uh, that's Aunt Chris, uh, because we're family. And so we do we do this together. Yeah, big, 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 beautiful family. And since I shared something, kind of pointed out something unique about uh, Jason, I will point something out about Chris as well. Chris is the, the only, and that doesn't mean there aren't others out there, but the only assistant superintendent, superintendent, associate superintendent now, um, that I've met who has the skills and the capacity to be 100% self-sustained if she needed to be. Oh, oh, you mean my uh, friends that tease me about being Martha Stewart and Bob Vila in all in one body? Yeah. So uh, I was lucky. <laughs> that, yeah, well, all those contexts are sort of dated, right? Um, I was lucky to grow up. Um, actually, uh, by, let me go back. There were... Um, seven siblings to my grandfather and each of those siblings got a parcel of land that was actually part of the original uh parcel of sutter when uh, the donner party came down from uh the sierras uh their original settlement that they uh, first place they came to was across the street from where i grew up so i grew up in a home that was built in the 1800s uh, about three and a half miles out of town um, I did not know as a child that you went to the store to buy most anything. Um, my mom made everything, whether it be cough syrup or bread or cookies or salad dressing or just jams and jellies. And so blessed to have been able to grow up in that space. And um, so, yes, I guess I could go off the grid if I had to. Um, my uh, current house, I, I think I picked 25 pounds of cherries and uh, we're, uh, we've been busy. My sister-in-law made some award-winning jam. She recently won best of show at uh, the state fair with some of the items that I produced in my backyard. So I'm trying to think what else, um, you know, I can do. Well, if you have, if I have to, I can replace your toilet, but I'd really rather pay somebody <laughs> to do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, a skill set I do not have, but, but admirable. Chris, Jason, thank you both so much for being here and sharing just, you know, from your heart um, about the work and, and from your also your experience, you know, about the work and um, the, in some cases, resistance, but eagerness in, in many cases to, you know, for people and how, you know, people have come along and as they, they see that it really is a, um, a long-term commitment and that your organization has made to continuously improve and get better. Um, just really valued our time together today and wanted to remind the listeners that for a limited time, we are offering superintendents and assistant superintendents as well as site principals a free coaching session backed by a leadership competency assessment. And you can find that in the link down below.